up everyone, welcome to Drummer's Perspective. My name is Ben Todd and I'm here to help broaden your scope of what's possible as a drummer. Thank you so much for checking out the video today, whether you're watching here on YouTube or you're just listening on the podcast, I really appreciate you wherever you're coming in from. If you are here on YouTube though, please subscribe to the channel, hit that like button, that definitely helps me out. Today I'm super excited to bring you a conversation with two of my oldest drumming friends and that's Angus Mason and Joel Prime. Now Joel, Angus and I all come from the same city of Adelaide in Australia. We all went through the same music high school within a few years of each other. So therefore we all grew up with a lot of the same influences, same drum teachers and ended up playing a lot of the same bands. Since leaving high school though, all of our careers went on slightly different paths to the point now where Angus is living and working as a musician in New York and Joel is doing the same in London. Currently, I'm on tour here in Japan. I thought it'd be really fun to jump on a call with these two guys and ask what it was like to move from a relatively small city to the amazing music cities that London and New York are. What was that process like? What was difficult? What was exciting? What was challenging? what the similarities and differences are between London and New York and the process of getting established and now the expectations in the music scene. Most importantly though, I'm really keen to hear their advice for other drummers who are considering moving to a new city from their hometown, whether that be a London, a New York or any city for that matter. So thank you once again for being here. Please sit back, relax and enjoy my conversation with Angus Mason in New York and Joel Prime in London. Before we jump into today's conversation, I want to offer you a free gift and today that's my 7 ways to attract more work as a drummer PDF guide. If you feel like you're working on all the right things as a drummer, you're seeing some improvement in your playing, perhaps you're quite established in your music scene, but you just aren't out there working as much as you would like to, then this guide is perfect for you. Here I offer 7 ways for you to re-approach your trajectory as a drummer and give you a fresh perspective on how you might be able to attract more work as a musician in general. Best thing about this guide is that only one of the tactics involves picking up a pair of drumsticks at all. So if you want to get out of your rut, get out of that feeling of being a little bit stuck and just look for some fresh approaches to realign where you're going as a drummer and as a musician in general, then please head to drummersperspective.com slash seven ways and grab that free downloadable PDF guide right now. Angus Mason, Joel Prime, thank you guys so, so much for taking some time today to sit down and, and chat with me. I've been really looking forward to uh, not only having this conversation about you know, what I think is going to be a really interesting talk, but just to see you guys again, it's been a long time since I've actually like, you know, the three of us have spoken at all. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys. This is really, really fun. I'm really glad we're able to find a time zone that eventually worked for all of us <laughs> in New York and London and, and Osaka. So yeah, this is great. So, um, yeah. Um, I, I feel like we could talk about so many different, things but um in general i really wanted to talk to you guys both at the same time um because i thought it'd be really interesting to hear like your stories and kind of your journey and how you got established moving from you know adelaide which we're all from like relatively small town in australia to these incredible music cities uh, you know huge cities that you guys are are in now and you know hear some of the similarities and differences about the realities of living in both of these cities and, you know, like I said, your, your journey and, and some of the, like the logistical practical things that you guys deal with now and, um, yeah, how they kind of compare and, uh, hopefully give some, some drummers out there, some, uh, inspiration and advice if they're thinking about moving to not only London or New York, but any city in particular and, and, you know, what some, some things they can think about are. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'll just start off by saying like you guys have done something that I think is, you know, a lot of drummers and a lot of musicians think about doing, uh, <laughs> but never actually <laughs> like take action on it for whatever reason. And that's to like move to a new city and reestablish yourself um, to pursue music, which is like super admirable. And I have a lot of respect for you guys for, for doing that. So, you know, right off the bat, that's, this is a, a really cool thing that you guys are, are living. Um, and I, I'll start off by, I guess, asking the question, like, I know you both kind of moved for different reasons, but was there like one particular thing in the beginning that made you think like, 
I really want to move to like London or I really want to move to New York? Like, was there something that like triggered you or like an interaction or a conversation or, or anything like that? Or was it kind of a slow process? So uh, Angus, we'll start with you. You're, yeah. you're uh, yeah. Um, I feel like for me, uh, New York was always somewhere where I wanted to, to end up, you know, from like the age of, I don't know, like 14 or 15, just because it seemed like all of the records and drummers that I loved were kind of coming out of, out of New York. So that was always on my radar. And then um, for me, like I moved to New York to go to, to go to school. So I went to Manhattan school of music. And I think that that was initially a big factor so that I could study with John Riley, just mm-hmm. having him as, cause he came, he actually came to Adelaide. I'm, you guys were still there. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't remember how long ago that was, but maybe like 2009 or 2008 mm. and yeah, just being able to hear, hear him play and, and like hear him do a masterclass and stuff. I was like, Oh wow, this, this is really great. So that kind of maybe planted the seeds and then seeing, Oh, I mean, we should also say we all went to the same school, yes. which is, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but you, I think, um, you know, that, that school kind of brought a few bands over to the U S and, and went to New York and then everyone was kind of raving about how good, the city was then and so um and yeah then just as I got older and and did my undergraduate degree in in Adelaide more and more people were kind of saying that it was a place that you should go and spend time and go and check out and then I think I did my my first visit here was 2015 and then from there I was like okay I want to I want to move here it's awesome um just the the amount of drummers here that are like crazy good is is something that uh, I'm really excited by, and it's and it's not. Just, I mean, a lot of the drummers are, are people that you know. A lot of people will, will never know, but they're just like incredible, and and then just being around that type of drum culture, I, I feel like was really good for me. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I did. I, I did. Uh, my masters and I finished in 2020 and I was all set to kind of stay and then, you know, a global pandemic happened. So Mm. I went back home, but, um, it was always like, that was, that was a interim thing. So I moved back in 2022. So that was, yeah. I mean like why New York, it's kind of hard to say, but it's just, it's always been something for me. Mm. Yeah, cool. Oh, fair enough, man. There's that that makes a lot of sense. And I I do remember like yeah, when we did those school trips going to New York and being like just, you know, amazed by the energy there and you know, the small glimpse that we saw of the music scene was just like super inspiring. Um but but yeah, like I said, you 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 took the step to to jump across and actually like relocate, which yeah, super great, man. Um Yeah. I mean, that's, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like there's one thing to think about and then to actually do it, but that's why, you know, I, I, I wanted to, to do this chat and, and hear like the, uh, the, kind of the, 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 the nitty gritty of, of those decisions and, and that, that, what that process was like for you. But, um, you know, it sounds like it's a, it's a long period of time, which I, of course it makes sense. You don't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to move to New York, you know, tomorrow or London tomorrow. But, uh, but yeah, what, what was it for you, Jolie? I know you, um, you, you had some kind of connection with London for a while, but what was the thing? Was there any like particular moment that you thought like, oh, I'm, I'm committing to this idea? Well, yeah, it was a kind of a long decision for me. I mean, I, I wanted similar to, to Angus's reasoning, I guess it was just mm. a way to push myself. Mm. Um, and, like extend myself and challenge myself so yeah it was it's it's a daunting kind of process you know and it's it's it was either going to be for me uh like a big move like this or you know like a lot of people are moving to melbourne and that was a way of progressing their career um and for me i decided just one day i was just going to book a one-way ticket it was just booked the, the flight i can't say no i've spent the money that's it. And it's, it's happening. So yeah, that was, that was my, my reasoning. And then of course you start to tell people, you know, right. I'm, I'm going to do this. Once you make that commitment, you know, mm-hmm. you're kind of giving your work away in, in a sense. So it's like, <laughs> okay, there's, there's no going back, but um, yeah, I guess the, 
the reasoning for me was in the end, the, the way I convinced myself was, you know, I was for a couple of years, see how it went. I mean, worst case scenario, I could always, always come back to Adelaide, you know, and, and, and kind of settle back in. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So it's yeah, been, I, been what, 10 years this year. So it's just, which is crazy to think about. But. Wow, man. I guess that's the thing for us. Like we, you know, we were all kind of pretty established in Adelaide, you know, doing our, doing our thing and, and, and doing, playing gigs and things like that. So we had a pretty comfortable base to go from, uh, which, you know, is good in some ways. Like it is a bit of a security blanket, you know, to make the, the decision to move and, and do something else. But, you know, at the same time, like you say, it, sometimes what it takes is just like either booking that one way ticket or yeah, you start to make it a reality by telling other people. And, and that can, you know, once you hear yourself saying it to other people that can help you, you know, <laughs> make it more of a reality for yourself as well. Um, but Absolutely. yeah, speaking about like Adelaide where we're, we're all from, yeah, it's it's a relatively small city in in Australia, and I, I'm curious, like for you guys, did you ever feel like um, like overwhelmed or intimidated at the thought of you know going from this little bubble to the you know the the places that you are now? Like Angus, you mentioned like the just amount of crazy good drummers that there are. Um, I, I'm assuming that you had an idea that there'd be a lot of good musicians there, but like, did you realize the, the scope of it? And then what was that like once you actually got there and realized like, oh, wow, there's, there's a lot of great players. Yeah. I think for me, the, the thing was when, when I first moved, I was 25 and I like, I would hear like 17 year olds play the drums and that sounded ridiculously good. And it was like, that realization was like, oh, wow, there is like no excuse to not be really good at your instrument or it, like something like that. So mm -hmm. that, that was definitely um, pretty mind-blowing. But I think actually, you know, I was really, really lucky growing up because there, you know, even though Adelaide's like a smaller scene, there are some really great, yourselves included, there are some great drummers that I could go and see and then some people were kind of coming through and touring um, when I was younger as well. So I, it was, I think in a way that was like part of it was, it was being able to see really high level music in Adelaide and having a few people kind of be like, yeah, well this, if you enjoy that, you should, you should go here because it wasn't, I mean, yeah, the first time, you know, I saw some mind blowing gigs and I saw my heroes and stuff, but it wasn't, as I feel like it wasn't as big of a, as a, of a shock because mm -hmm. there was maybe this, you know, level of, I've seen really high quality music before. So that was maybe a little bit of a thing, but it definitely, yeah, it's the, the, the more shocking aspects were just like the day-to-day -day life of mm. here from, from Adelaide. It's, it's a vastly different place. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the, the, the city itself like the reality of that yeah yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah right. massive and um just i mean like there's there's a lot of logistics that i would imagine that joel is pretty familiar with like i can see joel you're in like a practice space but back home like you know a lot of people practice at home or at, mm -hmm. at your house uh and i found during the pandemic when i went back i was trying to find like a space to, to play that wasn't in my house and it was kind of impossible whether it's over here I mean, right now I have like a tiny shoebox closet with just a set of drums and that's where I practice. So things like that, I think would be, if, if people are can, like considering moving to another place, bigger cities, it's really hard to practice at home. Everyone lives in an apartment. So just logistically, like you have to find a place to play or you have to get really used to just playing on a practice pad, you know, mm -hmm. and then only touching your cymbals when you have like, have a session with someone else or you go to a jam session and stuff like that. It's where we were like really lucky back home to, to, to grow up in like a place that had a lot of space and, you know, you could yeah, totally. play in I mean, like a shed or something, you know, for ages. So, yeah, yeah. that's something I did. I, I really did want to talk to you guys about. And that is like the reality of, yeah, firstly, like equipment when you first arrived, like what you what you did for that. And then like, yeah, practice facilities, because I think like, like you mentioned, you know, we didn't really realize how 
great we had it when we were kids you know <laughs> had a house and a, a drum space yeah. and whatever you know but even like me coming on tour like i have my drums on stage and that's it you know like if i want to practice yeah. i got to like schedule time to do it or you've got to like have an electric kit in the room or practice pads right. or whatever like you know but like jolly you you've got your new completely soundproof studio built at your house you know which is like oh you know, that's that's a dream man <laughs> where you can go and play that anytime but i'm sure it wasn't like that from the beginning right like what Not was the reality I mean, like for you yeah, yeah this has been kind of a long time in the works and and so forth but yeah well i mean certainly when i arrived it was like uh, some symbols one set of symbols and a snare drum um mm. and that that was it and the reality was yeah i was i was had to find an apartment to live in a uh, shared house. So yeah, sharing with a few other people. So you literally, you've got a, you've got a room. You don't even have like a lounge room or anything, you know, so <laughs> it's either going to be practice pad or silent, silent heads, mesh heads, or, mm. you know, even low volume symbols to an extent are too loud. In some yeah. Wow. Yeah. Settings, so yeah. 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 Um, so that, that's certainly a, certainly a big challenge. I mean, the first, the first step is, yeah, just finding some, some gear, which I mean, you, it's easy enough to do in a big city. Mm. Um, but certainly practice space is, is really difficult. Like a lot of people will, uh, share practice spaces here. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll find a, a little, little studio or they'll, mm-hmm. they'll set up a little studio somewhere sort of close to their house or might be like an industrial estate or something like that. And, um, yeah, similarly to your situation in a way they'll, they'll have to book out time. You might be sharing with not only drummers, but it might be, you know, like horn players or whatever. And you might share with two, three, four other people. Mm, yeah, sure. Your, your slot when you want to be able to use it. And that's, yeah. that's when you practice basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You definitely have to learn how to focus your time much better. You know, I remember before I moved, I would be like, well, I have the whole day to play the drums, so I'll like play for a little bit, have a cup of coffee, go on Instagram, listen to music, <laughs> I'll play some drums. Yeah, now it's like, well, you've got two hours, you know, you have to make it work. Like that's now. super <laughs> cool though. That like that must that must add to like the energy of being there, you know, when like totally. it is such a change in your practice schedule. Yeah. It must make you like really switch on and, and focus your, yeah, like I said, focus your attention and time and really get the most out of, you know, those couple of hours that you can because it's either that or nothing. <laughs> exactly. Also, I've, I, it's actually changed my practice habits now because I, I haven't been able to, to shed at home for a while. And so now when I, you know, do have the opportunity to like set up, you know, a snare and a bass drum and some cymbals and stuff at home, I find that I actually practice or have been practicing less because now it's like, I have to commit to getting on the train for 30 to 40 minutes going to my space. It's like just that act of leaving the house to go and do something I find is, even if I don't have like a really productive practice session, I'm still going to go and touch the drums for two hours because I've left the house. Mm. you know like yeah so in in some ways that that has been beneficial for me because it's like you know every day i'm going to do this work it's not Mm -hmm. or ideally every day (laughs) sometimes Mm. you know it's just a practice pad and stuff but um yeah just having that kind of thing where it's like okay well you have to do this now that you're Mm. here you know you could just sit in a tiny dark room and scroll on your phone or you could Mm. actually do something so <laughs> <That's cool though. laughs> you know you know you you, you 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 yeah once you have that realization though it's kind of like it reminds me of like you, you know going to the gym or going for a run like if you get out the door and you make that commitment like you're gonna do something you know yeah like, that's, that's like that's half the battle hard yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah that's that's super interesting so uh, you angus i know yeah you, you mentioned in the beginning you met you moved for school um mm-hmm. but now like uh, you're, you're more looking to get into like the the scene itself and do more more gigs and things like that so mm-hmm. uh yeah i'll ask you both but like angus what's up with you like where did you have a plan like the second time going back when you did just want to focus on playing like 
to did you have yeah did you have a plan to like get more involved in the scene or did you try and make connections beforehand or were you just you know relying on the connections that you made in school or, or how did that kind of work for you yeah i mean it's a bit of bit of both i was i was really lucky that a lot of the friends that i made in school were now kind of gigging a lot more i mean i hadn't seen them in in like two years Mm. but my close friends are you know working a lot and i had like a really strong um group of drumming friends as well that they actually also helped me out a lot when i moved back which was super nice um Mm. but i mean basically the the i had i had a um one of the lessons that i learned at school and I'm sure they wouldn't mind me giving this away, was writing a list of people that I really want to play with Mm. and then kind of having some spirals of people that they play with and then kind of doing this web until it leads back to, well, I've played with this bass player before, so let's Mm. play a session with them and and do that. So I think the, the biggest difference, and I'm sure Joel might have a similar thing, is... You know, back in Australia, if you're good, the work will come. Like mm. that's that. It's not. It's not. Even the whole country isn't really big enough to to have to hustle that hard. Mm. I think here it's like there is literally thousands of drummers that can do the job as good, if not better, than you. Mm. So you mm-hmm. have to have in some ways it's like you have to actually be more direct in what you're bringing to the music. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, here, and it's also really hard, I think for Australians as well, because we're, we're really, we can be a little bit too, um, you know, not, maybe it's like a throwback to some British sensibilities, but we can be really nice and, and humble and not that being humble is a bad thing, but, I think here I'm tr- I'm trying to learn how to just be like yes I'm I'm this is this is what I do I'm good at it let's play again you know like mm. that and there's a very fine line of the hustle which is like annoying mm. and you know just trying to network and and mm. you know um, get more work for yourself and yeah, and sure. it, you know it's like like I was saying like a couple you know give yourself a couple of years I I'm giving myself like four years honestly because mm. I, I i've been here now for eight months mm. and yeah i'm starting to work a little bit more and play with some people that i really like but it's you know it's such a big city and yeah would be yeah i think you need to give yourself at least two to four years to really have a feeling of can you can you make it last here mm-hmm mm-hmm Sure, man. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's 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 a patience game, you know. It just it it would be tricky to yeah. I'm just imagining like yeah, you're moving to a city, you have all this excitement and all this hype of like being there, and you finally made the 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 commitment, and then remembering like I got to stick this out, you know, for for a long time before I you know start to to doubt whether this <laughs> has been worth it or not. So yeah. yeah. Kudos yeah. to you for, for for trying it, man, and, and sticking with it. But uh, but yeah. So Jolly, what about you, man? Did you try and make like connections before you went away, or did you have people already that you were hoping to play with? Yeah, well, I, I had a, there's a couple of probably one or two people from Adelaide actually who who sort of lived in London for a while, or um, who were sort of been here for a couple of years, or even a couple of like uh, you know Australian drummers and whatever. I, I talked to Darren mm. Ferrugia. Because mm-hmm. he lived in London for a little while, and just mm. just trying to get as many contacts or people to sort of catch up with us that I could, and get a sense of the the experience, really. Mm-hmm. Um, because of course, you're coming here with just completely fresh. You know, you're not knowing anyone. Mm. Um, so sometimes it's a case of right, where do I where do I start? Mm-hmm. Um, I I looked at studying over here as well. Um, mm. I did like an audition for one of the one of the schools for like a, a master's degree, mm-hmm. um, which in the end I, I turned down. Mm. Um, uh, it was going to be sort of international fees. Mm. So basically <laughs> yeah. that was, that was one thing. I'm not sure Angus is like, you know, mm. especially the US well aware of that, but yeah, mm-hmm. initially they were like, right, here's, here it is. Like mm. you can come study here if you want. It's going to be, 
going to be twenty thousand pounds for the mm. for the year. Um, mm. Plus, you're going to have to uh, pay for living expenses on top of that. But um, mm-hmm. so I kind of discounted that um, uh, as well. I, I I talked to some drummers as well, like previously, and they uh, good piece of advice I, I got because I I studied for four years sort of prior to that in Adelaide and. Um, and they said, like, you could go and, and study. It's a great way of networking and meeting people. But just be aware that, like, if you're looking to, like, get onto that scene, it's like people will uh, view you as a, as a student in some cases. Like, if you're mm. go and, and immediately start studying, mm. you know, like, there are some serious players that are, if you can play or not, they're still going to think of you as, like, right, well, you're just a, you're a student rather student, than like, yeah. a, a professional player. So... Sure. Yeah, that kind of affected that that decision, and um, so for me, it was just trying to get out as much as I can, and and yeah, some sessions, and but yeah, it was. I didn't, I didn't so much have a a plan of, you know, people who I I wanted to play with. Although that's that's like a great idea. Um, it's sort of great to hear that that perspective. <laughs> yeah. um, mm. It's definitely something I'll I'll start to check out. I think. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, that, no one's ever asked. I'm, I'm sure any of you for a gig and then said, "What well, can I see your degree?" That might be yeah, a controversial yeah. statement, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, if you can do it, then it. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's a big thing. Man. <laughs> that's a big thing for sure. I mean, yeah. Pros and cons to both approaches, definitely. But that's why this is is really interesting because you're both kind of coming at these cities from a, from a different perspective, um, but. Yeah, I, I'm curious to know now, like that you've been there for a little while, and you know, in the first, you know, a, a few months of establishing yourself, I think the common kind of um, approach when someone's moving to a new city is just to do the typical, like, get out, go and see gigs, try and meet people, introduce yourself, that kind of thing, which I'm sure is still valid. And you know, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's still valid, but I wonder now how much of that has changed with the, you know, introduction of social media, just being everywhere and being able to like message people and check out people on Instagram and Facebook. Like, do you think it's still as important to be physically out there going to the gigs and jams or are you discovering people and meeting people online, you know, through, through those kind of platforms? Uh, I think I think getting out and and meeting people in person is definitely mm. important because it's it's as much as about your personality mm. uh, as well as your, your playing in a way. Sure. Um, half the gig usually is hanging out with people and, mm-hmm. and and then you know rather than playing. So yeah, and also just people want to know that you're genuine in a way. Mm. You know, social media is is great. Um, and you can certainly get a sense of people's playing in a way, but especially. Wait, are you, are you implying, Joel, that like social media, some people on social media aren't who they come across? On social, <laughs> on, is that what you say? I don't. I don't never, never. No. Okay. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know, think. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Joel. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's a big difference between being a social media musician and a actual mm. world. Gigging musician, gigging and, musician yeah. and both can be, you know, both can be really, really valid and used for one or the other. But I think um, in in New York, like, yeah, people still want to hear you play for longer than sixty seconds, <laughs> and and you know, there's a lot of things on the gig that you know require different things. Having said that, it is an excellent tool that mm. that. I think people need to, it's like here to stay and you have to, you have to utilize that. There's no doubt about that. But I think, Mm. um, yeah, it's like any, like, like Joel said, you have to be likable as a person and and people want to, you know, playing, actually sitting behind the drums and playing the gig is like, you know, 50% of actually getting the gig. Mm. If you're, you're, rock up on time, have looked at the music, you know, uh, not a, you know, really difficult person to work with. You'll yeah. probably get called again. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's something that, that 
I have, yeah, meeting people. I still, I agree with Joe. I still think it's, it's really important to, to, to go out and have, because also we're, we're kind of struggling maybe from a little bit of just like social media fatigue or mm. Instagram drumming fatigue where it's like, mm-hmm. everyone sounds amazing on there. Mm-hmm. So I, I know for myself, I'm less and less like, well, I've just seen this amazing person on Instagram. I, I need to follow them. It's mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's kind of harder to find unless you have like a big gimmick or, or something that's yeah. like going to make you, you know, be remembered. It's kind of harder to, to, to do that. So yeah, going out I guess is still just as important. For, for me, I, I have like a lot more kind of admiration in a way when I like, if I, if I see someone on some social media and they're, they're amazing. Um, it's great, but you, if you see that done live, you know, if you see it done in person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, on the bandstand, it's like, okay, wow, that's, that's, it's, it's genuine in that case, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. There's no, there's no retakes or, you know, second chances in that, in that moment, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from, from there, then social media has more relevance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because yeah. It's just like, like, okay. Yeah. It, it like, it back. Person, yeah. For sure. It backs up like what you've seen. Yeah. In a live situation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's, that, that's re- re- very interesting. Um, I, I guess now I want to ask like uh, something on a more like practical level of like when you are playing gigs, you know, in both of these cities, um, what, what is the equipment situation? Like, like do most venues have house kits? Are you expected to bring your own gear and what is that and 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 like how are you getting around <laughs> like if you are bringing your own gear like are you, are you like lugging it on the subway or you know getting buses or, or how's that working angus I'm, I'm keen to hear your uh your perspective uh, yeah most most places here well m- most places do have house kits so it's just bringing your symbols which mm-hmm. i'm I just bought a new cymbal bed last week and I'm going to be using like a sack truck for that because my back is beginning to be absolutely mm. wrecked from carrying around. I mean, I only have two rides and a set of hats and my stick mm. bag, but it's like I, you walk a lot here. So, um, yeah, wheeling them is going to be better for me. And then on the off chance that there isn't a house kit, I have, it's, it's a really pretty massive pain, but I have a bass drum and a snare drum on a sack truck and then a suitcase with my hardware and then my cymbals on my back. And I'll try and find the, the closest um, wheelchair accessible subway station because I have an elevator and tr- try and plan my route around that. But that is, uh, I have done that quite a few times and it's not great. Not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> imagine, yeah. I mean, again, like growing up where we grew up and, you know, we all had cars and, you know, loading docks <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It's just something you don't really think about. But now you're in that, yeah, that reality of, of subway, you know, life. That's that's a whole different thing. What about you, Jolly? Like what, what are the venues like in, in London? It can be, be a bit hit and miss in London. There's certainly quite a few venues that, that will have like house equipment, house gear, but... Um... Yeah, so I find myself if I'm working in Central London, doing just bringing cymbals, sticks, snare, for mm-hmm. one, um, sure. and the transport the transport system is pretty good. Uh, although you, you're still walking a lot, um, but uh, yeah, I found myself I I had to get a car um, after mm-hmm. a few months here. Yeah, yeah, and surprisingly, I found myself working outside of London as as much as I was in London. Mm. So kind of opened opened the door up to other gigs as well Mm-mm, sure i guess yeah. that's that's a really interesting like uh, comparison between the two two cities then like obviously like uh, uh, are you in manhattan angus you like i, I live in i live in brooklyn now. okay cool uh, um, so like yeah having a car is not really like an option as such or like a necessity yeah. as such I mean, not, it's not a necessity, but similar to Joel, it's definitely something that I would like to do in the mm. next couple of years. Because not only that, like, yeah, you sometimes there is, you know, corporate work out of the city and I have to bring drums. And at the moment it's like, well, I'm having to try and find a ride from someone else. And 
especially for, I mean, this is very New York specific, but um, a lot of the scene now is based in Brooklyn and mm. the subway transiting in Brooklyn can sometimes be massive pain. Like you have to go into Manhattan and then back out again. And mm. having a car would trim off, you know, 30 minutes of that commute mm-hmm. more even. So that's something that is on my radar. Having said that, parking is near impossible. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Well, maybe in a year I'll have a car. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I'm making yeah. it work now, but yeah. But that's a really, yeah, that's a really interesting, um, uh, you know, thing to think about because as I said, we, we kind of grew up and not really thinking about it, but the reality is for you guys now, like it's something you do have to actually consider, especially if you're going to like establish yourself there and, and really commit to being there for a long time. It might be something worth investing in. Um, but yeah, uh, it kind of leads me on to the next thing. Like Angus, you mentioned you'd be there for about eight months now and Joel mm. you said 10 years almost. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Um, so for, for both of you, do you feel like you... Like, was there a point where, you, when you started to make connections outside of your circle, that uh, you you thought like, okay, this is this is a moment that's that's been worth it, you know, to to move. And once you started to, to yeah break out of like the, the 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 little bubble or network that you might have established in the beginning, and you start getting these outside kind of gig offers or or playing opportunities from people that you didn't know when you moved there. Was that kind of a moment of, of validation of like, I think this is you know starting to work, and this is kind of been worth it joel, joel maybe start with you yeah of course i mean i was yeah. kind of lucky enough to when i i guess a few months after i got here to pick up a like a jam session gig you know being mm-hmm. in like a, a house band which was which was quite cool um and that that meant uh we'd have like a guest player every week which was usually you know quite a like heavy mm. heavy band leader in town and so that was <laughs> like great for me just to you know, just to get my name out there a little bit and meet some people. Um, mm-hmm. I guess it's a moment when you get a call from someone like you, you played a gig like that, you know, they've just seen you play and you, and you get a, I guess a call from someone to maybe start a, a new project. You know, they've, mm-hmm. they've, they're putting something together of their own original material and they want you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, it's a good feeling. Cause it's like, they, yeah, they've me out you know they've had me in mind for for something they're passionate about so i guess that that's the moment for me yeah cool 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 angus yeah absolutely i mean for me it's just um when like this playing sessions is like a big part of the culture here so it's like when you walk away from Maybe just explain like what sessions are to. Well, yeah, like, I mean, there's like a there's a jam session, right? So you'd, that would be like at a bar. But a session would be, you know, hey, I've met this person, got their number. It's you know, actually today in in an hour, I'm going to go play with two other people in their practice cool. space, and it's just like, right. you know, um, yeah, and and then I think walking away from them and and try, you know, like playing. There's been a few people that I've met where I'm like, oh wow, this this person is really special and. I feel like we have a strong connection playing together and, and then it's like, yeah, kind of, and, and, and even working with younger people as well. Like I, I'm yet to kind of play. That's my goal at the moment is to kind of play with some older, um, more established musicians, but it's like playing with people of my own generation is like, Oh wow, this is, nobody knows this person now, but hopefully they will. And hopefully I'll be on the gig, you know, cause we're yeah. developing like a deep, um, friendship and, and musical relationship. So yeah, it's like when you walk away from one of those sessions and you're like, wow, I just, that was like two hours of really beautiful music making Yeah, and you know, a gig might come from that or even yeah, just like yeah. some recordings and stuff. So it's definitely, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if I had, if I had like a circle of, of musos that I played with more when I first moved, but it's more just like every week trying to play new people and meeting new people Mm. just expanding that so was that kind of like would you say that those kind of experiences and interactions were like something that you know helped drive you when you were having potentially moments of of like 
you know, wondering whether it was worth it. Like, you know, meeting new people, like was, was it kind of inspiring to like stick it out and, you know, look for the next interaction? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like New York is, is when it's, when it's bad here, it's like the worst place on earth. Like it's not, it's not really a, (laughs) it's not really an awesome city at sometimes. You know, mm. I think you, I, I really love it here, not just because of the music. Like I like the whole energy and the culture and stuff, but when it's bad, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's definitely been like, even when I was living here previously, there's like multiple times where it's like, what am I doing here? And then, and then, yeah, just like p- playing two hours of music was like, well, that's why I live here. Like, I don't think I could mm. get that. Well, I definitely couldn't get that back in Australia. So mm. it's like, yeah, this is the place where that is happening. And I remember like, for me, like going back home for a bit during the pandemic and realizing like, oh, there's like, you know, like five bass players that I play with in Australia regularly. And and that's kind of it, Mm. you know, and that's, and it's, and it's like, wow, well here, there's just like a, there's so many musicians, Mm. Um, which maybe like, I don't know if this is, this would lead to the point, but actually like, I would say, if anyone's thinking about moving to a bigger city, it's the the advice that I would have is you actually need to um, be less, I think, less broad as a as a musician. Like um, back home, it's like you you if you want to work, you have to be really good at everything, or like kind of you know you can be able to do that stuff. Here, it's like I feel like you're almost forced to be more direct in and that doesn't mean like oh i'm gonna be like a bebop guy or i'm gonna you know be the avant-garde free person it's it, i don't i mean it less like that i mean like really pick some things that interest you and like that's what you're gonna offer musically so I, it's more like you can't take or you just won't get gigs that aren't in your wheelhouse because there is inevitably someone else who will do a better job because that's like what, that's what they've picked to do. Mm, That's really interesting because it kind of goes against a lot of like what we're brought up with, you know, in terms of like drum education and music education and what, what we're kind of told is, is, you know, what you need to be a great drummer is to just be versatile and be able to do everything. Yeah. uh, Which I think has its place, but like, you know, that's really interesting, like experience to hear from, from yourself who's actually living there and, and, realizing that like it, it pays to actually be a little bit more like specific and specialized in a certain area. Yeah. 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 Do you find that too, Joel? Like, do, is that something that you can resonate with? Yeah. 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 I mean, mm. certainly when, when you first get here, it, it helps to have like a knowledge, like a broad knowledge of like mm. a number of different styles and, and what have you. Cause you, you mm-hmm. don't want to say no to anything basically. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> and Ang- I'm sure Angus will, will sympathize with that, you know, Mm-mm it comes in and you, and you take it. But, um, mm. yeah, as you, as you kind of in the city longer, you, you do realize that like people do specialize in, in certain styles or certain ways of playing and they're, they're very good at it, you know, and mm. if it like a gig or a session comes up, then they're going to be the first call or for, mm. that, for that kind of, that kind of style, because that's, that's their focus. They are so good at that's... it. I mean, in reality, there's just not enough time in a lifetime to, to study everything exactly sure yeah and i think a lot of this is like uh, obviously like based on population to some degree you know there's just obviously a lot more people in the cities that you guys are in versus i'm just like thinking of adelaide you know where like you 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 know you you do want to try and be able to do whatever gig comes in just a because there's not that many gigs in comparison and and not that many people to play with but like yeah you guys are in big cities where there's a lot of drummers who, you know, are very good at specific things. So yeah, it's, it's cool to hear like, you know, cause we all came up with that same mentality of like, just trying to be great at doing a whole bunch of different stuff. And, and you guys are getting like more focused in what you are doing now. And I got to say like, not just to, you know, uh, um, you know, pamper you guys or whatever, but like you are sounding phenomenal. Like <laughs> the stuff that I hear you guys play, like both of you are just like absolutely killing it. So Yeah little tip if you guys don't check out you know haven't checked these out these guys playing go go check it out we'll get to your um you know social media following things at the end but yeah for now like just wanted to give a little shout out for that but um yeah uh so i want to 
ask too, like what, what's been something that's been um, like particularly surprising about like the standards of the music scene, like in comparison to somewhere like Australia, like, you know, like, uh, how much free work is expected or how quickly do you get paid or like, you know, in, L- in New York, how much of like a, a payment thing is based off of tips or is that a thing in London? And, and you know, are you expected to help with everyone's gear? Like what's been like, you know, just, just something that's been interesting, like, oh, this is not what I'm used to, you know, like gig wise or scene wise. Um, yeah. Joel, I don't know if you got any, any thoughts on that. Uh, initially travel time is huge, mm. um, especially sure. compared to like Adelaide. I mean, I, I can recall thinking half an hour, 45 minutes to a gig is, is, you know, a long time, you know, and you, yeah. that's like a big, big time out your day. And, and that's mm. certainly changed here. You know, when you're working in other cities, I mean, I've driven five hours for a, for a gig or more. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like accepted sometimes and um pay pay wise i think it's yeah i think it's comparable mm. to to australia which is which is quite nice i mean cost of living is i don't arguably more here but mm. uh, hard to say i think australia's still quite expensive you know anywhere in the world at the moment is, is getting to that stage yeah um, sure but as as far as like expectations uh yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Just, I mean, you're expected to obviously know the music when you rehearse and, you know, this all the mm-hmm. same musical expectations as, as you would back home. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's, yeah, it's just that, that travel thing for me. It's just, you, you, mm. you know, sometimes it's going to be like an entire day or, you know, maybe you stay overnight and whatever for a gig or even just one set sometimes, you know. Wow, man. That's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Angus? Anything pop up that Travel you times as well, definitely would yeah. agree. Like yeah. half an hour to a gig is, is like awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now that's like, wow, that's so close. Um, yeah, sure. But yeah, I mean the, the pay thing here, yeah, there are still quite a lot of gigs where you get tips. And there are some like prominent clubs that you would think would pay you really well and they don't pay you that well. I think um, that's one thing that is not great about New York is like you can you can work seven nights a week for sure, mm. um, but you won't be living like a lavish life because it's, uh, it's because it is so competitive. I think venues can kind of get away with, with paying you less. So sometimes mm. people might be playing two, three gigs in a day. Um, wow. You know, but... Having said that, I think most people I know here have some type of side hustle as well. Mm. You know, I think, and this is maybe a broader picture of, of, of a global thing, but more and more it's it's kind of becoming difficult to just be like a, a gigging musician unless mm. you have, unless you're doing like Broadway stuff or, or things like that, which is, which mm. is like a whole other thing. But, you know, just, just freelancing. I think that's um, becoming more and more difficult, difficult considering here, like gigs pay comparable to what they did 20 years ago and rent is not what it was 20 years ago and, and all that type of stuff. So sure. um, yeah, I mean, however people do that, like I, I, I teach a bit or and some people, I know people that do like video editing. I know people that yeah. work in cafes and, and that just facilitates like a lifestyle where I think when you're having to worry about making money from, from doing the gigs, it can, it can kind of really shift your perspective of like how, how you're 100%. doing music, you know, um, 100%. that's, that's something. And, and I mean, this is a beneficial thing that I've noticed here compared to back home. Like what was kind of shocking is that people just, um, I think are more professional in the way that they, like when you've hired someone for a gig, if they mess up the part, that's it. It will not be messed up again, you know? And there's like a level of expectation of, you know, if you can't play something, you, you will go home and shed that because if you don't, then you've lost the gig for sure. Mm. Um, 
And I think maybe back home, it's a little bit easier to kind of, you know, get away with like, ah, it's fine. She'll be right. Mm. You know, that type of, <laughs> that type of yeah. thing. So, sure, sure. um, yeah, I was kind of shocked by that in, in a really good way. Um, yeah, great. Yeah. That's cool. Like, That's yeah. Great stuff. I think you get that, that sense of playing with new people as well all the time. Mm. It's kind of like mm. every time you, you're playing with someone new, it's kind of like an audition, right? It's, yeah, they don't know what you can do, and you know neither you of them. You know, if, if you play with the same people for for years on end, you know you can you can get complacent after a while. You know, there's that danger mm-hmm. of like, oh well, I wasn't 100 today, but you know they they know I can what I can do, and so that's fine. You mm-hmm. know, totally certainly totally. keeps you on your toes when when you're like, right, yeah. I don't know who this person is, but they can they can play, and I've I've got to try and you know certainly give 100 percent today because you know, who knows what, what could come of this or, yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just like, yeah. Thinking back now to, to, yeah, all of us coming from Adelaide Adelaide and the people that we got to play with there, like we kind of, you know, once you get through, you know, uh, university and you start to do gigs, like you pretty quickly get an idea of who like the great players are in town. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're any good, you start to play with those people. And then that's kind of the network, which is cool. Like it's great in its own little way. But, um, but now like you guys, like I said, are, are moving and living in these places where you can meet literally new musicians like every day and, you know, play with one guy or one girl once and then not see them for months. And then they're off, you know, being busy and you're off being busy and then you come back together and that kind of thing. Like, yeah, it, it would be hard to kind of replicate that in, in Australia, but that's again, what must be such a great energy about being in those, those bigger cities. And I think is what is like inspiring to people when they think about moving, you know, to whether it is a London or a New York or any city is just like having that like fresh network and, and pool of people to, uh, to, 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 be inspired by and play with. So I just want to like tack onto that money thing a little bit. Like I want to hear you guys advice on, you know, someone who's potentially thinking about moving to a new city and you guys, uh, living through that and planning for it. Like, did you have a plan like financially of like a certain amount that you wanted to save before you came across and made the move? Or did you think like, I'm, I'm just going to go with, with not much and like, commit to trying to find work um in terms of like having some income was that like a a drive or or yeah what what do you what's your advice for guys you know to thinking about moving like you know in terms of getting their you know a little nest egg together before they go is that a good idea definitely yeah, joel i, I don't know if you started it yeah 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 i think so um a, a danger i see few people fall into is they'll arrive in a new city uh and without that nest egg it's like immediately there's you've got to pay the rent you've got to pay the bills um mm. and the first the first point of call is just you know looking just finding a job which is you know for a lot of people like maybe a maybe bar work or uh office job or you know whatever they can find um and the danger there is that then prevents you getting out and doing what you originally yeah. intended to do you know i know a couple of people who yeah they're, they're doing that that kind of bar work and then that meant turning down gigs or it meant turning down, you know, going out and hanging out with people or going to the jam sessions. And before mm. long, that's kind of your life, you know, mm. so it's, it's can be a little bit, bit dangerous. So definitely, definitely helps to have, you know, a little bit of money saved just to at least get by for, you know, a couple of months, at least just to pay the rent, pay the bills. Um, mm-hmm. You know, allow you to go out and and meet people. Mm, yeah, sure. That's yeah, good. Couple of months worth of of living expenses to get started. Yeah, Angus, would you say the same thing? Absolutely. I mean, I w- I would say as well, like whatever you think is like a good savings is you you need more. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I I had like I would say like a pretty significant nest egg after you know saving for like a couple of years back home, and then that went in like three months. Well, mm. also, if you're moving from Australia, harbour, basically, whatever you have in savings is not, it's yeah, not really sure. worth that much. So, um, yeah, and and then it's like the reality 
yeah, you, you know, moving back, I was like, oh, great. I have, I have all these savings. I'm just going to go shared and go to gigs and, and play sessions. And yeah, that, that's awesome if you can do that for a bit, but it does take a long time to get work consistently. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like trying to, yeah, you got to put a deposit down on a place. You got to pay a broker fee. You got to do all this type of stuff, which suddenly that's like ten thousand dollars. And mm. like, wow, okay, that's yeah, yeah. that was hard. So, um, yeah, whatever, whatever people like, I would say you need a significant, or at least you need a significant amount of savings, or you need to know that you're going to step into the scene and be working straight away or even have like a teaching job lined up or something lined up when you, because um, if I was thinking about moving to the city and I didn't know anyone and I, you know, had no contacts, I think you would really need to be having like six months of of living expenses saved. Mm. Um, And that includes like Joe was saying, that includes going to gigs. Because mm-hmm. you know you rock up in New York and you're trying to meet people. Well, you have to you have to go out, and that costs money. You know? mm. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's that's a, a a real thing, definitely. Yeah, cool. Well, that's that's yeah. I mean, super valuable uh, uh, insight because it's something that yeah I think people imagine. You know that you go, I'm going to need some money, but like the reality of hearing it from you guys of like, yeah, you, you do have to have like a decent amount because otherwise, yeah, you sometimes you're forced into situations where maybe you're doing work you don't necessarily want to do or like, yeah, you were saying Angus, like maybe playing gigs you don't necessarily want to do just because you have to, you know, that's a yeah, different totally. thing. So yeah, I, um, I'm curious then to know, like now that you've both been there for, uh, you know, a while, is there anything about the Australian scene that you, uh, like a miss in particular or is there anything that you that you kind of like long for or do you feel like you're getting all of the the everything you need from from being in these places and and getting all the drive and and motivation that you need jolly i don't know to start with you uh i mean australia's don't get me wrong it's got some like incredible musicians um mm. and i i do i really admire those people that you know make a very good living living and, and working in australia um mm. especially when those for, those for those players that can do it internationally as well mm. um i think australia's still got that that potential especially this day and age more than anything else you know you can uh yeah you can work for for people overseas you know whether that's recording or or even touring and mm. and basing yourself in australia um i think playing playing wise i'm, I'm quite fulfilled here Mm. Um, Great. I, I miss playing with you know a bunch of players back home. Those people I've sure. you know, grew up with and and really admire. So, mm-hmm. but there's you know there's new new people I've also I've met here and really respect. Mm. And have a lot of fun mm-hmm. playing with as well. So. Sure, sure, yeah, Angus. Yeah, very similar to Joel. Like I miss I miss people that I played with a lot back home. Obviously, mm. um, but I don't really miss the scene as much. I miss I yeah. miss Australia for the reasons why you would think you would miss Australia. Yeah, there's a sure. beach. It's nice, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> stuff like yeah. that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't I don't uh, miss the the scene as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's great to hear because people. Yeah, that that is just a sign that you are like happy and you and you're you're living the the life that you want to live and you're fulfilled in in all of the ways so that's just it's that's just more of a a really like encouraging powerful thing i think for people to hear like because yeah people can get intimidated and and put back for whatever reason about moving because they think they'll they'll miss a whole bunch of stuff and you know maybe that was the case in the beginning where the early stages of you guys moving but now that you've been there for a while like you you get to realize what the reality is of living in the incredible cities that you are and and your focus changes and your priorities change and you realize that there's this incredible world out there <laughs> of other musicians and networks that you just wouldn't have been exposed to if you hadn't have made that commitment so yeah um i mean I, as, I guess as well as that, oh sorry go ben no go man go go um the I, as well like the as a good thing to remember is like this australia isn't going anywhere you know like yeah. if you don't like it <laughs> 
right? It doesn't work out, then that's fine. Like you're not, you can easily step back into a scene that you've already been in, mm-hmm. you know, well, not, e- not as easily, but it is, it's, you know, you're not starting from scratch back home. There. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great, man. Um, I, I, I want to wrap it up. I respect you guys time and, uh, you know, thank you again for, for making this time work that we can all chat together. I'm super happy, but, uh, just, yeah, to wrap it up, like what's, what's the one thing that you wish you knew before you moved or, or like, you know, that what's just one piece of advice that you can pass on to someone who's thinking about, you know, making the move, but they're not really sure if it's going to be worth it. And, you know, maybe needs that little bit of encouragement, you know, just something to, to, to kind of finish up on Jolly, maybe you'll start with. Start with uh, well, whenever I think about moving here and like my, my first thought, my, my only regret in a way is that I didn't do it sooner. Mm. Um, because it's, it's just such a daunting prospect when you think about it, especially coming from a smaller town to a bigger mm-hmm. town because you think everything is is going to be you know on, on the next scale you i think in australia you get drilled into a little bit that you know you think you're good now wait until you go to a bigger scene you're going to be nothing and i think <laughs> you know re- the reality is it's like if you've done your homework right you you can compete with you know well not compete but you can you know you can hold your own and you can sure um, you can keep up with a, with a scene in another another city but um if for anything it's just like a like a personal motivation to see where you you might stand or mm-hmm. something to you know like if it if it doesn't work as Ang- anger said you know you can always come back it's not a it's not a failure because if anything you you kind of know what you need to work on and and you you know where you might need to to focus more so i mean it's all just a, a learning curve really everyone is in in the same boat. Mm. Once everyone's awesome, man. playing music because they, they want to learn, they want to progress, you know, and yeah. majority of people you meet, uh, think like-minded. They, they think the same way. They just want to make good music. They just want to enjoy being creative and, and, and playing good music. So if you can kind of experience a little bit of that, you know, if, mm. I know it's a little bit, a bit scary to begin with, then absolutely you're going to develop and, and improve by doing that. Yeah. Man, that's great. Awesome. Thank you. Angus, maybe. Uh yeah, my my biggest piece of advice would be um like not um being afraid of of kind of uh putting yourself out there and, and being like aware of your skill sets, you know, in because um yeah, like the hustle. I, I, I really, what was, that was something that I did not think about at all. And I, and it is, it is like a skill and it's like something you have to learn. So, um, I guess, you know, being prepared to kind of be confident, not only in your playing, but in, in the way that you can communicate with people, and you know, putting yourself out there like that. Um, and also just to, to, to kind of go back to Joel's point about like, uh, you know, going back home, it's, it, it, it won't be a failure at all because it's still like people, you'd be surprised at how much people listen with their eyes sometimes. And they'll be like, wow, you know, Joel's just returned. He, he lived in London. Whoa. Like it's, you know, you've got this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got, yeah. there's, it's like, you've still, I think that's still, unfortunately, maybe it's not like the best thing, but it, it still kind of exists back home. So it's, it's always, I would say just take the risk, you know, mm. Um, because you will be a better musician for it. That's, that's one thing that will be guaranteed. Mm -hmm. If you kind of move to a bigger city, there's, there's, you're not, you're not going to become worse at your instrument. That's for sure. That's very true. Very true. You're going to learn something, uh, either way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Thank you guys again for, for taking the time to, to chat today. This has been so cool and i know there's a lot of drummers out there and musicians who are going to get a lot of of hearing both of your perspectives and and hopefully be inspired to potentially you know make the move to a new city or or get a bit more perspective on what the realities of that are like and um yeah again huge respect for you guys for for doing it and and you're living that 
that life now and I know kind of where we all came from and <laughs> remember the practice rooms that we all used to kind of share in high school and the and the bands we used to play with. So yeah, we got a lot of history there, but to see like where you guys are at now is like, yeah, like I said, super inspiring. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll finish up. Like where can people find and, and follow you? Like, uh, you know, whether that's social media or website or, or any, you know, personal projects coming out, like Jolly, maybe, uh, yeah, let us know. Yeah. Uh- you can follow my website, just joelprime.com, or I think on Instagram, I am joelprimemusic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah, I, I can kind of list a few of the things that I'm up to on my, mm. on my website, just sort of updating that at the moment. But uh, Great. I'll uh, start awesome. adding more, more content there. Awesome. Angus? Um, I, I don't have a website up yet. Yeah. But you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Angus Mason plays the drums. I'm just double checking that. <laughs> I and, do play the drums. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, on YouTube, just just Angus Mason. Oh, awesome. So yeah. Cool, man. Okay, you, you guys are absolute legends. Thank you again, and uh, I really, really hope we can do this again in uh, in person. Hopefully next time. That would be absolutely amazing. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, well. Yeah, thank you guys. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll speak soon. Thanks so much, Ben. See you, Joel. See you, Angus.